For all you ground uppers out there, this podcast is for you. This is the Fan of Fan podcast, and I'm Topless. And for all you ground uppers out there, this podcast is for you. A massive thank you to fabulous Amy McIntosh for tonight. We're joined by Sam, Joe, Angus and Ollie, better known as Lockin. How are you, lads? How are we doing? No, very well. Thanks for having us on. Good. Well, thank you for coming. It's not never had a boy band on before, so this will be very interesting. <laughs> very interesting. So, Sam, Joe, Angus and Ollie, how did how did you all get into football? Sam, let's go with you first. Uh, I must have started when my dad sort of started taking me to games. I must have been about four or five when he first started. And then just, yeah, went from there. He wanted someone to go with. I went with him. Been married to it ever since, really. Been a roller coaster of a ride over the years with Arsenal as well. Yeah. So it's, it's only this year that we're sort of starting to reap the rewards again. Absolutely. The, the old Arsenal starting to return. <clears throat> One that uh, I'm sure we all grew up watching. Mm, fingers crossed. Well, not for me being Liverpool fan, but uh, but yeah. <laughs> and then we've got um, so you three, Joe, Angus, and Ollie, West Ham, as well. Yeah. How, how did it start for you three, Joe? Um, I mean, I've always I always played at school and outside of school, but um, dad, dad's dad's a diehard West Ham fan. Um, and he, I think if you could, if you um. Ask him any sort of day day in the past sort of twenty years, he could tell you who West Ham played and what the scoreline was and stuff like that. And it sort of got passed down. Um, I think I remember the first game he ever took me to West Ham, Brighton at Upton Park. I mean, it was probably about minus five, and I was freezing my tits off. But um, it's all about the memories, I suppose, isn't it? We lost as well, which makes it even better. But um, oh dear. no, no, it's good. I'm just and I'm a season ticket holder now, so. It's something, something to do, and I enjoy going with my family. So, yeah, no, it's good. Fantastic. What about you, Angus? Uh, so, when I was young, my neighbour opposite, he supported West Ham. He took me to a few games at Upton Park. And I remember the first game I went to was, I think it was Stoke in the Cup. And I remember, do you remember Ken Wynn jones Yes. Yeah, he scored, he scored. I remember he scored a brace. I think we won the game. But, yeah, since, since then, I've just been a massive diehard West Ham fan. Ollie, what about you? Um, well, my first ever game, I think, was um, at Harlow Town. So, local boy, um, okay. going out to Harlow. I th- it was someone like Billy Ricky, I think, we played. But, like, Billy Ricky's third squad or something like that. Um, ended up losing about 4-5-0, I think. So, that was my first experience. It went with my dad, my brother. Must have been about five, six years old. Um, just remember being really petrified of the bloke banging a drum on the other stand. Um, but, yeah, our, my family is... Uh, West Ham through and through, so just kind of, it was in the blood. So it was about time that if it wasn't Harlow, local boy, it must have been West Ham, so. <laughs> I'm right in saying it's, there's five of you in the band, four of you West Ham, sorry, four West Ham, one of you is Arsenal. I, I, what's that like then on the match day? <laughs> we we right usually up. try and keep the group chat quiet. I, I, don't, I don't like to wind people up with football results because I know that there's every chance that it could come back to bite me in the arse. 
It's yeah, well, Sam, you, Sam, you say that, but <laughs> our manager supports Tottenham, and every time Tottenham lose, we're constantly giving it to Yeah, that's because, it, that's because it's Spurs, and everyone hates Spurs. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. <laughs> so I'll just do like Chelsea as well. I think, you know, the, um, what's the song called? Liquidator. We hate Tottenham. Chelsea, yeah, that's how it goes, apparently. So, yeah. <laughs> not the only teams. <laughs> but, um, had some famous moments West Ham versus Arsenal between you over the years yeah I remember uh, when Carroll scored a hat-trick Sam yep that was a 3 all draw that won't exit my mind I remember first game of the season you beat us 2-0 Reese Oxford pocketed Ozil when he was 16 years old that will never leave my mind <laughs> yeah but then there are quite a few other games that positive results for us they're, they're, yeah. they they stay in the mind as well so yeah I remember, I remember that game really well Arsenal losing Reese Oxford he played really well but like his goal like Petr Cech just like you know dissolved into the ground didn't he like, didn't yeah. try a bit like that Fabian Barthez one do you remember that one where he's like that yeah Daniel, all over <laughs> so oh. I've heard that Petr Cech is now playing in goal for Chelmsford ice hockey team. That's so true. Yeah, that must, must that. have been must have been a sign of things to come. Can't play in the <laughs> Premier League anymore. Has to go to ice hockey. That's literally down the road from us. We should definitely yeah. go and watch. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure if he's first pick. <laughs> he's got to be. At least have someone experienced in it as a goalie anyway. <laughs> so let, let's let's talk about the band then. So locking, how, how did that start? So, um, pretty much just started. Well, I think just us being mates, we all went to the same school. So, Ollie was a year above us, and Joe a few years above us. But we just kind of went, just start a band, be quite cool, wouldn't it? Gus was the only one that could play an instrument, he could play drums, but for some reason, we thought we'd put him on guitar, and it was just for the first I'd say year it was just musical chairs for you play this you 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 can play that you can't play that very well so you swap over to that but no so just all sort of grown together and it's all it's coming into fruition now it's we're all really enjoying ourselves yeah um our our band was originally called 34 handshakes and um yeah interesting name uh there's actually some interesting names that the band was going to be called i think yeah. one of them ducks in the attic but yeah i think it all of us just really love music and that's ultimately what sort of brought it all together in the end so yeah it's yeah it's going well oh, do, do you remember the very first song you ever written together oh, very first yeah. I think I'm trying to erase it from my mind because it was that awful. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there are ones from a couple of months back that we look at and go, ooh, maybe not. Mm. So very first. Can't remember what it was called. Wasn't it Play With My Hair? Isn't that one? That... It might could, have been to be fair. That or Teenager, which is the first song we released, I think possibly is the first song we wrote as Lock-In. Did, did, did you all write it as a, you know, as a band, or do you, do you know that the, the songwriting to that one of you? 
we all write together really i think we all yeah we all like for the for the single we got coming out um tonight and the and the last one before as well where they all they're all written in the room together mm. um someone usually comes with an idea um and then we just build from that sort of like add all the ingredients and then a song comes. i think a song probably goes through like five or six different versions before we get to the final final piece but um i think that's how you how we get how you get a good song though you just sort of get rid of the, the rubbish bits and add all the good bits and then yeah you get the final masterpiece those five and six different versions it's just starts off slow just go just make it a little bit quicker bit, yeah. bit, bit quicker than the other one bit quicker bit, bit, bit quicker again is that is that the hardest part of finishing off a song <laughs> finishing it rather than starting yeah, definitely. I think it is starting. You just when you're starting, there's not so much pressure on it. You sort of just playing together. But when you actually realise that you've got an idea and you've got to try and finish it, that's when you start overthinking things. And I think the easiest time to write songs when you're not overthinking it. Yeah. So starting is a hundred percent easier. Yeah. Fair point. Fair point. I've got to ask you there. Thirty-four handshakes. Yeah. Whose idea was that then? <laughs> that 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 has to yeah I, I think I have to fess up that's one of mine as was ducks in the attic I I don't really have any reasoning behind them it's just <laughs> translating what comes from the brain onto a bit of paper I did come up with one before we went with locking that I'm okay. still back to this day as being quite good it's just the word woof woof yeah there's actually a funny story behind that as well which came a bit later on when we played truck festival this year we met um charlie from blossoms and we were talking to him about band names and and we were talking about the band names other band names and we said woof and he said he preferred woof to lock in so yeah. um, <laughs> and you still do to this day is that right <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh is that a no go for the rest of you <laughs> locking all the way yeah, it's yeah, be definitely locking all the way. I'm definitely. I came up with a name, so I'm definitely locking. I'm in favour of locking, so biased. You, you could yeah. have just said there. I picked the name that I locked it in. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> six, six. That's usually your forte. I would have expected yeah. you to get that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be quiet for the rest of this now. <laughs> Playing my own out. game. Outnumbered in band names and outnumbered in football clubs as well. Yeah. Supporters on <laughs> <laughs> a roll there, and then um, you know what? What? What made you think of ducks in the attic and not anything different? You know, never <laughs> quite an unusual one. Again, I, I don't really think there can be much rhyme or reason put to it. It was just name a couple of nouns, couple of prepositions, whack it all in. There you go. It is hard to know what goes on inside of Sam's mind yeah. most of the time. So I was that's, say, that's not the most weird thing I'm sure he's ever said. Yeah, I was going to say it's interesting how you like to us. This is just normal, but obviously you find it's quite interesting. But to us, we're just like, oh, it's Sam. It's just yeah. sort of thing he comes up with. It's sort of how we got to the fan of fan podcast more than anything, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a weird one to think of something. But um, so so yeah, I mean. You talk about writing songs there. Amy told me a story. Apparently, um, so England had just beaten Denmark in the Euro semi final. What happened next, lads? I'm not sure. 
I, I know what happened next. Gus, do you know what happened next? Ollie, do you know what happened next? Am I taking the reins? Yeah, take the reins. <laughs> I, I should know. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll set one of you up for it. We drove up to London to a studio. Oh, that Not was after Denmark. Recording Denmark studio. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to go? Uh, are, we talk, are we talking about the West Ham music video? We're talking about the West Ham yeah, music so... video. Yeah, so... We were very lucky to get the opportunity to film. Um, basically, we did like a collaboration with West Ham, and it was the start of last season. It was the kit reveal, so they did like a cool, like I don't know, like a cool video. And basically, we went and played one of our songs, like with the West Ham media team, and then they put a video together, basically of like us, and then it would like alternate to the West Ham players like dancing in their kit to like, our song. Um, so, yeah, we went up to a studio, like, just uh, yeah, after the Denmark game last year, um, and we were lucky enough to have the opportunity to film that, and that was unbelievable, because obviously four of us are, like, massive West Ham fans. Um, and, like, even to this day, I still still watch the video. Like, it was it, it was mega. Wow. I, I watched it this afternoon after Amy sent it to me and thought, oh, that is impressive. Yeah. Just the song, the way it was edited, everything, I thought was fantastic. That's well done. Yeah, it was it was it was a really good experience. Yeah, yeah, smashing. Yeah, yeah, and and not just kit launches, soccer. I am. Tell me about that one. I used to love waking up on a Saturday morning to watch that. Yeah, I think with with soccer, I am. We've always said our fan base is very like. It's not like I wouldn't say it's massively football, but we have quite a big sort of a lot of our fans uh, have got like a a love for football. So it's sort of a, a program which um, is, is music and football put together. Yeah. So it's kind of perfect. Um, so we got the uh, last single Van Dross played on um, Soccer M as well. And it, it's it's kind of weird, actually, when the music starts playing and goals of the week's on. Because um, <laughs> it's your tune and, and you're watching some amazing goals. So it's good. And we, we've some of us had the opportunity to go and watch it in the studio as well, um, which is also a great experience. And it's... So much it's so different to what it actually looks like on the TV, um, but yeah, we love it. We love soccer. Yeah, and yeah it's, it's it's changed over the years, but it's still it's still the it's still the same bread and butter, and I don't think you can really beat it. Yeah, yeah, I miss Alan Chamberlain a little bit. I'll be honest. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, but, so I mean, I mean, they used to they used to do like a goals of the week for every single every single league. I know they only do it once now, but just think out how many songs you could have had on, you know, with, with, you know, every, every single league, you know what I mean? And it helps bands like yourselves get your they, work out there. This this, well. season, this season, they've been really good. There's been loads and loads of up-and-coming bands play because it's the first season they've had uh, bands back playing since COVID. Um, so, I mean, our, our, our good mate Spangle played on there a few weeks ago um, and they smashed it and loads of other bands um uh, like Pastel up and coming who are doing really well being featured on there as well so um, and that's good to see them actually instead of putting on big bands putting on small bands and actually giving them a platform um, and stuff like that because if you get when we get whenever we've been played on there you get you get you get massive boost in listens and follows so yeah no it's good and that's all it takes isn't it people find out who you are and where to find you it's alright that one <laughs> add to playlist yeah yeah <laughs> Have you, have you played on Soccer AM? Oh. No, never. No, we haven't. We haven't yet. But 
hopefully, fingers crossed, the opportunity. Well, if we're lucky enough, obviously, yeah. that would be an amazing opportunity that, in the future. I think that'd be a dream for all of us, really. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So that'd be our first TV live appearance. Yeah, I don't think you can beat that in terms of TV live appearances. Jules Holland, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> We're not going to get on that straight away, are we? Well, the more you put into it, lads, the more you get out of it. Keep it going. Go. And uh, you say go. first TV gig. Make sure it's the first of many TV gigs. Yeah. <laughs> hey. I've done one. Let's do it again. <laughs> but, um... Go on next season. <laughs> next season, yeah. Um. So also not just West Ham, but uh, but Brentford as well. What about that one? Yeah, we we were, we were quite lucky with that. I mean, um, we know a guy a guy who does all their media on their stew. Um, he used to work for Soccer AM, funnily enough. Um, we we met him at DMA's gig, um, and sort of introduced ourselves. So this is me and Benj actually at DMA's gig, and um, introduced ourselves, and we sort of said who we were and. And he liked the tunes, and um, I think we got played before one of the games at the end of last season, and then we got put on. Uh, I caught feelings got put on um, their goal of goals of the season montage on their Instagram, um, which is obviously amazing. Uh, it's really good to, to get out there and um, get our music played to different types of fans as well. So yeah, no, we we're, we were very happy about that. And I think I caught feelings and played. I can't remember what song got played, but being played to in an actual football stadium as well is pretty mega. Mm. Um, we've never had that before, so yeah. Wow. Well, got got played um, before a game. You mean? Yeah, yeah like in their, um, yeah. In their like, match yeah. day playlist. I'm I'm pretty oh, sure it was the last game of last season. Cause yeah, it was. Yeah, I was watching Arsenal Brighton with my dad. I mean, I got a text from our manager to say it's been played. Looking for videos from from the stadium now. Wow, fantastic! How do these things come about? How do these opportunities come about? It's hard to say, really, isn't it? It's, it's yeah, it just ha it's sort of meeting people and just being positive and being friendly and getting your getting your name out there. And I think that if you come across as as nice people, then then people are more inclined to to to, to do favors for you and. If they like your music, then uh, there's no reason why they shouldn't. Absolutely, keep that one going. And um, also, was it the, the Bobby Moore Fund as well? He did some work for as well. How did that one go? Bobby? Yeah, I mean, we um, we're lucky enough to be part of the uh, Bobby Moore Foundation for the November Keep Up Challenge, which was good fun. Um, and I know Joe and Benji went to was it the Bobby Moore? Um, sort of yearly event thing you're probably best to take the take the floor yeah. joke because we weren't there it was you and Benj um, they did a um, select they do it every year they do like a celebrity quiz uh -huh. um, hosted by Clive Tilsley um, yeah and uh, we were lucky enough to go me and Benj went along um, and yeah it was really really nice it's such a great foundation it's part of cancer research to be fair and it's like a, an offshoot Um and they were just, it was just an amazing night. David Seaman was sitting a few tables away from us. Um, there's loads and loads and loads of just sort of football legends. Me and my brother, obviously, being massive West Ham fans, we got out of the taxi, started walking to the front door, and Trevor Brooking was walking walking right next to us, obviously. Huge legend of the game. 
<laughs> so that was a bit surreal to be fair. Um, and I just finished work and changed changed clothes and and, got, and went there. So yeah, that was a pretty surreal moment. But um, it's a great um, it's a, for a great cause and it's great to see loads of big footballers getting involved, like Harry Kane as well. So um, yeah, no, we we're, we're big big fans of that, especially being West Ham fans. So yeah, yeah. Trevor Brookin of all people. <laughs> mm. One of the biggest names, obviously, he's worked with the FA as well. Did you say hello to him? Uh, no, we didn't. We bottled it completely. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, we didn't. Wish I had in, in hindsight, but there we go. Well, I'm sure there'll, there'll be another time. Hopefully. Another time to host the quiz. <laughs> so, Amy tells me about European uh, trips. Yeah, I think... Benji's Benji's not, Benji's not in here. Um, yeah, went on a few last season, but he told me them all about a million times. So I can definitely recall them for you. But um, <laughs> I think as as West Ham fans, we can all agree that last season was pretty dreamy. Obviously, yeah. having getting as far as we could in the Europa League. Um, I mean, we I we a lot of us went to the the home games, um, which were just mental. And then Benj went out to um, Leon and. Frankfurt, I want to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, rem I remember I was round Gus's watching the Frankfurt get. Was it Frankfurt? Nah, it was or Leon. Leon. That was okay. Leon. Whilst he was out there, and we were just getting videos sent, sort of every yeah. five minutes of him just getting progressively drunker and drunker. Yeah. There's videos. There. He was. There's, I've, I've, I've still got my phone. There's videos of him and my dad because they went out together. Um, in this bar and there's like holes in the roof where like bottles have been thrown and like it was just it just like absolute carnage um but it's something that's never really happened to us before so um everyone's going all out and i think now yeah looking back i'm gutted i didn't go to be fair but um it was mental watching it and i think there's a group of lads that are into the band that we got quite friendly with who go on all the away days so it's nice to go with them and enjoy yeah. it with other people um and, and stuff like that so yeah it's been a bit more rogue this season with some of the away days I mean <laughs> um, being in the conference but it's still been quite good to to watch those games as well yeah yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, I, I, I've never seen West Ham in Europe unfortunately growing up but like I mean yeah the old phrase European nights at Anfield European nights at Celtic Park what about European nights at the London Stadium what was that like that's cool. Did you go to any of the games, Ollie? Yeah, um, Leon and Sevilla, and another one or two. I can't remember, but Sevilla was Sevilla at home was easily the best atmosphere I've ever experienced at the London Stadium. I mean, since it's a bowl and it's not really got room for an atmosphere, I think everyone on their feet the whole time. It was just constant cheering. It's like, I mean, it, we've always had a lot of uh, we've not had very much positivity as West Ham fans. So to actually be in like a a major European tournament at home. It was just something, it was just magical. And then all obviously you get the the flamethrowers and the, not fireworks, but all the light displays and stuff. It was just something that you never expect to see as a West Ham fan. So actually be a part of it. And I know, I, I think I took about five, six days because I'm not a season ticket holder. It took me about five, six days of constant refreshing, constant refreshing just to try and get two tickets. Eventually two came up and it was just like, right, this is it. It's actually happening. So uh, yeah, it was, it was easily the best atmosphere I've ever experienced at the bowl anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, since we left the Upton Park, obviously, the London Stadium's had a lot of stick for having no atmosphere. 
But I think pretty yeah. much every West Ham fan will agree that the game against Sevilla was just different. Like, yeah. the atmosphere was unreal. And we went on to win the game. Like, we were 1-0 down. We went on to win the game 2-0 and obviously go through to the next round. And so, Sevilla were the favourites. Like, they've got yeah. a good European pedigree. And I think every West Ham fan will, will agree that that night was probably the best the atmosphere has ever been and probably will be for quite a while. 100%. Can West Ham get there again one day? Yeah. Hopefully. Like we're, we're in the Conference League, so it'll be next season by the time we're there. But you have to win the Conference League to go to the Europa League, didn't you? So mm-hmm. may as well do it this season. Spurs couldn't do it last season, so we may as well do it this season. Well, the thing is, we're not, doing that, we're, not, we're not doing that well in the league. But for some reason, we're, we're, I mean, we've won every game so far in the Conference League. I mm-hmm. think it's just the way we set up under Moyes. It's just, it just works really well in the, um, in the European competitions and I, I generally think we actually have got a chance of winning it because obviously it is it is lower down than the Europa League but it's still a good competition to win like no West Ham fans going to turn down winning a, a European competition so fingers crossed we'll get to the final I've, I've already booked my hotel for the final as well <laughs> I know I'm a tempting fate there but <laughs> <laughs> not missing out on it this time no, no chance it's in Prague so it's a win-win oh. We weekend out anyway. <laughs> and they're one of Europe's greatest cities, even though I've still not been. I'd love to one day. I've only yes. ever heard good things about it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Can they do it? Really? Can they do it, you think? Yeah, I think so. Belief in them. How, how did you feel watching that Frankfurt second leg? Semi-final? Uh... I mean, after I went on talk sport after the first leg, uh, when we lost one, <laughs> after we lost one nil, I think we lost the first leg because it was just a bigger a big occasion, and we went one nil down in like two minutes. And then, unfortunately, by the time that the second second leg came about, I think we just perhaps re- Cresswell got a red early doors, like mm-hmm. he did in the game before against Leon. Um, and I think we just gave ourselves a bit too much to do. Um, it it was a shame. It was a real shame to go out in the semis because I think obviously if we got through to the final, it would have been Rangers, and that would have been an incredible game. That would have been a really incredible game. But we did well to get we did well to get as far as we did. Um, hopefully, we can replicate it this year. Can, can we just can we just go over the conversation you had with Jason Cundy, please? Oh yes, yeah, so yeah, come on, Jason. <laughs> come on, Jason Cundy. <laughs> Jason Cundy was on. I think it was. Who does he do the talk sport? I think it was Jamie O'Hara. And uh, he was on the wind-up, basically. We lost 2-1. And he kept just saying to me, he kept just going, well, if you take away the first goal in the first two minutes, you drew the game. So, well done. And I was like, no, we didn't draw the game. We lost We lost the bloody game. Um, and just was back and forth. And I think I've got it on film somewhere. But, yeah, Cundy was on the wind-up big time that night. <laughs> Got in for blood, Chelsea yeah. fans. Yeah, he was. <laughs> oh dear, what can you say? I mean, West Ham Rangers. I mean that that would have been biblical. Yeah, it would yeah. have been. Especially, basically, there's a there's a pub in in our in our in our village which we we all go to called the Queen's Head, and um, there's a there's a a um a uh, a guy in there who goes in there pretty much all the time called Sandy, who's one of our good mates, who's from Scotland. 
and he's a massive Rangers fan. So it was, we thought it was written in the stars that we were going to meet, to be fair. So we were all gutted when we lost because that would have been unbelievable what's it done the pub with him. Um, yeah. He was gutted as well when they lost, but there we go. <laughs> and Sam, Arsenal, any any European stories that, that you have over the years? I've never, never been to an away game in Europe. But I say I've been to the majority of majority of home European games, but just doesn't usually lead anywhere. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Not in recent times, it hasn't has it at all. No. no, I think I was. I can't remember what the last game I went to was before we got to the final, but I remember watching that at home, and that was depressing. Getting pumped four one by Chelsea. The, the the Europa League final. Yeah. So I, everyone's forgotten that Alex Iwobi scored a really nice goal in that game, but it, it kind of flew <laughs> under the radar because we got pumped for one by Chelsea. Yeah. Just, just one of those teams at the time, weren't they? I mean, you know, yeah. there were really bottle jobs at this club, you know, if you, if you know what I'm referring to. Which is something else I want to ask you about. AFTV, <laughs> what, what, what are your thoughts? I cannot stand them. I've I've met them all countless times because they just hang around outside the stadium. But I just they're just vapid. Yeah, I, like, I strongly disagree. I love them. You're saying that as a non-Arsenal fan, though. <laughs> yeah, I told you. It's there was generally yeah, I've I've been very open about this. There was generally a two-year period where I completely idolised Ty. I thought he was unbelievable. <laughs> I loved him. But as as one thing to say. You notice how they've dropped off now that we've started doing well. Yeah. Because they can only profit off of bad performances, getting angry. There's nothing to be angry about this season. There's definitely not, not anything to be angry about. <laughs> Playing beautiful football, mate. Yeah. Imagine if Ty got angry and started going <laughs> negative. Now he wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, I, I've, I've actually met him myself as well, funnily enough. Mm. I remember, um, so I'm based in Sheffield. I remember um, when Sheffield United were in the Prem and they, they beat you 1-0. I remember I was on the way back from uh, training for football and I thought, mm, I'll go and have a look over. I keep telling the score, I thought we've lost 1-0. And I can remember, um, I remember speaking to DT after it had all finished. Um, I met the um, the late Claude as well. I remember him as well. Yeah. Um, then there's people like Mo and Turkish. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. <laughs> um, I remember so at that time, obviously, Emery was in charge and you're wanting him to leave. And I actually said to DT, you know, would you have Mourinho? He went, no, no. <laughs> I'd rather have Wenger back than him. <laughs> oh. But no, it's definitely, over the last couple of years, made... I, I, I've loved Arsenal Fan TV. I'll be honest, I'll be honest. I've, I've always been on yeah, YouTube so... when they've lost. Like, come on, what have you got for, what have you got for us? Um, my um, my favorite, my favorite uh, Tyson on Arsenal fan TV was during lockdown when I think Arsenal lost two one to Brian. Yeah, and, uh, I can't remember. It. Was it Mark Mopai? Winner. In it, was, it was Neil, Neil Mopai. You're a cheat. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Glenn Doozy went up to the camera and Mopai, you're a cheat. <laughs> Hope Brian get relegated. Oh, uh, brilliant! <laughs> oh dear, it's something else. Right. Let's go on to um, 
best and worst grounds if it's I wanna with the West Ham boys, especially talk about the London Stadium and what, what your honest thoughts are of it compared to Old Upton Park. It's got better. Like we we've had tickets since the first season. Um we've moved since we used to be in 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 like the higher tier and then we moved down by the pitch now, but I mean in the first season it was they were they, they didn't have like no Wi-Fi in the in the ground or anything. They were still figuring it out. Um but I think they've got things pretty 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 tied on now and it seems to be getting better. Now we've got like European football and stuff. Is there's is it adds another layer and sort of makes it a bit more exciting than that. But I mean it just doesn't beat doesn't beat Upton Park, does it? Having been to both. Um No, definitely not. I think um the first few seasons we were in it, because obviously it was used in the Olympics, it was a running track. And uh, I was watching, I can't remember what game it was. It was our, I think it was the first game we played there in the Prem when we played Bournemouth. And I, I watched highlights a few days ago and it literally still looks like a running track with a few goalposts at the end. So I think it has got better, but I think there's no denying that it is hard to generate a substantial atmosphere. Like, like with Upton Park, I think every, most West Ham fans would say that they miss Upton Park. I think there's very few fans that would say they prefer the London Stadium to Upton Park. Like, I think well, it's been like, what, seven years now? I'll correct me on that. It might be a, a little bit less or a little bit longer. It's been a, but it's been a fair few years now. And I think most West Ham fans have sort of come to terms with it. But when we first moved, there was like outrage about it because, um, yeah, the Upton Park was such a special ground and it was... Like teams would literally be scared to go and play there. Like it was, a, it was a really like it could be really intimidating. Um, and I think the London Stadium has got better, but I don't think it will ever ever top the Upton Park, unfortunately. I know it's out of your control as well, but both of us have got the first and second most expensive pint in the league, respectively. Yeah, that's not entirely true. Because they they say West Ham is eight quid, but I still pay six thirty in a concourse. Eight quid? It ain't eight quid. What was oh, it? I saw that it was like seven sixty for a yeah, pint of Moretti. I think what? they do Moretti, don't they? And they do Heineken, and they there's, do. They do Fosters by my seat for six pounds thirty. So I disagree. Yeah, but drinking, really? But you're drinking Fosters, so who's the real winner? <laughs> I, I think I got an Amstel for like six eighty. Yeah, Amstel. Amstel. Other beer brands are available. <laughs> you trust us to make the right call rather than Foster's, I suppose. But um, <laughs> but, but Ollie, Ollie, what do you what do you think, Ollie, about um, the move? Um, I mean, I think both the boys are right. I mean, it's not Upton Park, but it's not the worst in the league by far. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's actually it holds what sixty, however many thousand people. Yeah. Um. But it wasn't. It was never intended to be used as a football stadium, was it? I don't think it was an Olympic. It was built for the Olympics, so I don't think there's ever going to replicate the like the likes of the Den, where you've got like fans on top of each other, or even like Stamford Bridge, where you've got fans literally standing on top of each other and top of each other. And it's not. We're always going to be sat far back, and I've sat in the, the high heavens, and I've sat right behind the managers, like see. So there's. Yeah, but the closer you are, the atmosphere is definitely there. But I think it's it's inclusive because the younger families that want to come and see football only will sit at the back. But if you want to get a bit more involved, a bit lower down, you go close to the front. So it's quite inclusive in that regard. But 
it's no football ground, don't get me wrong. It's still, I mean, I think we all take the nick calling it the bowl and we always, we sort of revel in the fact that it's, it's nicknamed the bowl because it's, there's no atmosphere, but it's definitely getting better. They've obviously squared off the seats and they're trying to make it more inclusive and adding the carpet and stuff for Antonio to roll around in. But it's just, there's nothing, yeah, it's, it's no Upton Park, but it's not, it's by no means the worst in my opinion. Sam, as an Arsenal fan, what are your thoughts on this one? The West End, obviously, you've got to move grounds yourself. I mean, I, I, I just remember watching the last match that they had at Upton Park. So it was against United, wasn't it? And you went yeah. one nil down. But it was one of those places and it just had such an atmosphere that game where you knew you were going to win. Yeah. It was it was completely written in the stars. Like the, there was no way that West Ham were going to lose the last match at the Berlin Ground. So it was. It has been a shame to see some, but like, a ground with so much character, sort of be lost in the prem. But say so it's it's just the way that football's going at this point. It, it's always going to be bigger stadiums over historic classic ones. Yeah, I mean, I've said this to a lot of people. I've described the London Stadium as an, an American stadium. What, what Would you agree on that one, lads? Very commercial. I think yeah. It springs to mind, which is kind of American in a way, isn't it? It's, just... well, it's a bit like the Spurs Stadium then. Well, I think I think Spurs have got it right in a way. I hate to say it, but... Yeah, I was going to say, Spurs' stadium is light years ahead of the London Stadium. As yeah. much as I hate to say it, it's, it, it is. It's light yeah. years ahead. I went. I, I went to the new Spurs stadium when we played them in the Carabao Cup, and we lost two two nil two one. I think, or oh, I can't remember now. But um, I mean, the away end was really good. I really enjoyed it, and they we had more than a lot. Like they give you more, don't they, in the cup? It's like ten mm. percent, I think. Um, yeah. So it was a brilliant atmosphere, and you could hear all the home fans as well. It was really loud, um, and there was loads of beer choice, loads of food choice. I mean. You can't really complain about that, can you? At West Ham, you can't. There's not that. There's not that choice or anything. It's all... I think going back to what I said though. Spurs Stadium was built purposely for a football yeah. football team, whereas West Ham was converted from an Olympic Stadium. So it's not. It was built for athletics and stuff and running tracks, and that's why it's so far back because it wasn't built for football. They just converted yeah. it to try and make it a football stadium, but it's Wait, still it all... the atmosphere yeah. not there. It was like someone's already touched on it. All, all because of commercial things, you know. It's all of this, like ridiculous amounts of money involved in football, and that's why you're getting like a lot more interest from American buyers now. When you probably didn't uh, five or six years ago, you got like Todd Bowley coming over wanting to play four four three formations and doing the North East South. Like it's just the way football's going. It's getting commercialised, and that is ultimately why we moved away from it from Upton Park was to go on to the sort of perceived next level. Hasn't worked out. Well, that's up for debate, but that's definitely why the move was made. I just want to add on to that point as well with Tottenham's new ground. Built on the same site as White Hart Lane, pretty much. Mm. I mean, if you build the London Stadium or an equivalent on the same site as Upton Park, that's a different story. Because obviously the local businesses in the area in that area suffer, and yeah. you're actually not actually in West Ham, are you? 
<laughs> well, in, in the London Stadium, are you? In Stratford. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. It's a completely different area. Yeah. If you, I've not actually been, but I know people that have been to the original. In fact, if you, I don't know if you watch, there's a Mark Noble documentary that they released recently because um, obviously he retired and they went back to um, the original sort of area where it would have been and it's just flats loads of flats and it's just disappointing there's no real like memory of what it used to be at all I, I did look on um, I did look on Google Maps the other day and you can always go back from like 22 2021 2020 sort of going back the years and you see it slowly getting more and more built up and it's just a it's a sad sight because they look exactly the same as the flats anywhere else that are new built in London it's not even got any sort of character to it it's just literally been bulldozed and made to look exactly like the rest of the the rest of the city that's that's, that's where I think when Arsenal moved from Highbury to the Emirates they sort of did things right because they've they built flats where Highbury was don't get me wrong but they kept where the pitch was is now a communal garden they've still got like the manager's office the changing rooms they're still intact, but you can it's basically just flats, but in the stand of Highbury. So you can still see that it's the skeleton of Highbury, if you will. It's still there. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what are the best and best grounds that you've been to, guys, football-wise? Very in-depth conversation about grounds with character there. <laughs> You can be as biased as you like. I don't mind. I've got a rogue one, a really rogue one. Um, on. It might have been because of the game, but a few months ago, I went to Pride Park, which is obviously home to Derby County. Um, yeah. I was just up there and a friend of mine said, I've got two spare tickets to the game. They're playing Peterborough at home. Do you want to come? I was like, do you know what? Go on then. I, I, do, I enjoy football, so I'd love, I like going and watching games. Um, and... Peter Brown had a player sent off but sort of just after half time and then they went 1-0 up and I thought, oh, what have I wasted my uh, Saturday doing this for? And then um, I think Derby scored in like the 89th minute and then like the 90, 90th plus one minute um, to win 2-1. And I just, I'm not a Derby fan, but I was going, everyone was going absolutely mental. I'm not, I, the, it was just really, and it's nice. It's like a small, it's a stadium, but one tier and everyone's on top of the pitch. Um, yeah. I kind of like that. It's loads of if there's loads of grounds like that. I think to be like Reading, the Majeski. If that had if that had more people that went, I mean, it's dead. No one ever goes and watches game. I went to Union Reading. I went loads. Mm -hmm. No one ever went. If people went there, that would be an amazing stadium as well. I think. Yeah. Um, they're all it's like, they're all League One count, um, Championship grounds, aren't they? And that's I think they're they're the special ones for me anyway. But yeah. I think I'm gonna give the same answer. For both, uh, but it'll just have to be two different games. Emirates. Um, probably the worst time I've seen it is when we were at home to Ostersunds, Graham Potter's first trip to England with the Swedish team. It was snowing, it was wet, it was cold, it was windy, and we lost 2-1. And I think there were, I'd say, less than 10,000 Arsenal fans there as probably one of the most depressing games I've seen. But I think I could allude to either the Spurs or the Liverpool game this season is probably the best atmosphere I've seen at the Emirates. 
the the three two game. Yeah. Liverpool. Hey, I hate to bring it up. No, but... I don't worry, Ben. Come on. I mean, you'd have been very surprised to hear where I was that night. Goodison Park, of all places, funnily enough. <laughs> <laughs> they all big cheer, and I'm looking like that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, Angus, what about you, mate? Um, I mean, I don't like to say it, but the worst stadium I've been to is the London State. I went to the Blackburn game last week, uh, the West Ham Blackburn game, where we lost 10 9 on penalties. That was demoralising. Uh, that was really demoralising. Um, less said about that, the better. Uh, I think the best game I've been to, it, I don't really remember much about it, but it was the first game I ever went to at the Upton Park. But I just remember, um, obviously, when you're a kid, everything's like so much more sensitised. But I'll never forget like the first time I walked out and saw the the players warming up. Um, it was it was unbelievable. Like even to this day, I still like I have faint memories of it, but it was just unbelievable. Um, to be honest, I'm actually still gutted that we've left Upton Park. But yeah, it was a it was a very good ground. One ground I really would have loved to have seen. Yeah, only it had been ground up in a couple of years earlier. Eh? <laughs> hey ho, <laughs> Ollie, what about you, mate? Um, I've not had the chance to go to many grounds. Um, I've been to Leeds. What's it, Leeds? <laughs> Terrible with names. Whatever they, what's it called? Ellen Road. Ellen Road. Road. That's it. Uh, that was all right. But I mean, it's, yeah, it was all right. That's all I can say. It's supposed um, to be a good atmosphere, though, isn't it, Ollie? Yeah, it's, it's a good, good atmosphere. atmosphere. Yeah, it's yeah. a good atmosphere. It's just, it's just a, a stadium in Leeds. It's nothing. <laughs> I mean, if, if I was a Leeds fan, I'd probably be quite happy with it. But I'm not, so I can't be. <laughs> Um, but I have to say one uh, one ground I'd love to go to. And I think the boys can relate is uh, Luton. Bit gutted that they uh, they didn't get promoted mm. to the, to the Prem, namely because I'd love to walk through uh, someone's front living room to just get into the ground because they're oh. built in terraced houses. But yeah, gutted they're not promoted. But hopefully, uh, hopefully they get promoted so we can go to an away day there to a to a terraced house. I've I've heard that if they do get promoted, that that stadium's not Premier League regulation though, so they'll have to. I think I heard something like that as well, that they have to yeah. either move elsewhere whilst they rebuild move to move to Wembley. A, sim <laughs> a similar ground, which is in the Prem, is Crystal Palace. It's all like yeah. within. And that that was my first ever away day. Me and, me and Benj went. And um, if you're sitting too far back in the away end, the terrace roof stops you from actually seeing most of the... If the ball goes above, like, it's not even sort of five metres, you can't see the ball, um, which is a bit bizarre, to be fair. The atmosphere is good, but it's it's, just, it's similar to Bournemouth as well. It's quite a small, mm. quite a small kind of style stadium, but yeah. And they have an eagle which flies from crossbar to crossbar before the game. Nah, he died, mate. The eagle's dead. Oh, all right. <laughs> it, was, it was good when I was there. <laughs> Let's um, let's come with that question. Ollie, Ollie's brought it up. One ground you would love to go to. I mean, Luton's one I'd love to go to soon. I mean, it is on its way out, unfortunately. I mean, I could have gone last last Saturday, to be honest, with my uh, Rotherham friend. Didn't bother. Um, but um, yeah, kind of want to throw it there for mine. Um, anybody else? Any ground you'd love to go to in anywhere in the world? Anywhere in the world? I can't remember what the stadium's called, but I think just to experience it. Um, 
go and see Boca Juniors. How many people come on here and say that? I know, I know. <laughs> and I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah, it's, say it's a popular answer for a reason because uh, that that goes above and beyond it being a football game. That's just, I mean, a you're fighting for your life at some points, but <laughs> say just to experience all of those people going that mad, I think it's something that you need to be there to to see. Has he uh, took the words out of your mouth, Joe? Hello? Has he taken the words out of your mouth there? No, to be fair. Oh, that does sound fun. I'd, it's, I think I'd like that's, I'd like to go to um, Dortmund's, Dortmund's mm -hmm. ground. Yeah, in the, right. Is it called the Yellow Wall? The Yellow Wall, yeah. yeah. Single Eye mm -hmm. Duna Park, yeah, the Yellow I, Wall. I did a, um, I've done a tour of um, Ajax's stadium. When I was in Amsterdam, that was really good. That seems like a good stadium. I never, I never been to a game, but I feel like that'd be a good, that'd be a good atmosphere to go to as well, because Amsterdam's an amazing city. So, yeah, yeah. I was going to say Dortmund Stadium as well, the Yellow Wall. I quite like to go to the San Siro, and also, like, just because I want to see him play football this season, I quite like to go to St James's Park. Um, my mate, mm. my mate at Newcastle, he lives quite close to the ground and on. On when they're playing, you can you can hear the roar from like he sent me videos from his room. You can literally hear the stadium from like you can't see it, but you can hear the stadium from his room. And I think I don't really get jealous often in football, but Newcastle this this year I'm big time jealous of them. I think Eddie Howe's doing a brilliant job, and uh, yeah, I'd love to go and watch a home game, see what the atmosphere is. Huh? I said this a couple of weeks ago, and I got ridiculed, but I reckon Howe's going to be the first English manager to win the Prem. I don't know. Well, we've all gone quiet. I, 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 I mean, that's for I a reason. Know, <laughs> I'll, I'll put it out there. I think it's a bit a bit too soon this year. but Well, obviously he's not going to win it this year. Well, that's not what I'm well, saying. The thing, but... the thing is, though, how was it? How was definitely seen as a stepping stone for Newcastle. I don't think they thought, thought he was going to do this well. So it's interesting to see how they're going to... Because obviously they're not going to sack him because he's doing really well. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see whether they, they stick with him or whether Newcastle can, can keep this form going forward. They make the right two or three signings in January. They're, I mean, they're going to stay in top four. Yeah, I mean, the they're they're, well, they're in top four at the minute without yeah. uh, Maximan, without Isaac. He's injured as well. So exactly. they're playing with Almiron. Who, who would have thought Jack Greenwich definitely wouldn't when Almiron's bags, what, seven or eight goals? Mental. He's in the form of his life. I'll I tell you one thing, though, with Grealish. Not really doing so much for his city. If there's one club who would make a good sign of him, <laughs> alongside Almiron at Newcastle, wouldn't he? I think he'd do yeah. well there. Yeah. Them at the well, moment. Him and him and Saint Maximan fighting for that left hand side is is something I wouldn't mind seeing. I'd be mad. Crazy. Right, next question. Let's uh, not fall out. But um, <laughs> who's the best and worst fans you've come across? Oh, well, maybe oh. we're all in agreement. Who knows? <laughs> are we going? Are we sticking with England or going? Are we going all out? Not all out. Best, best this season with me and Elect at home. Um, I think it was Anderlecht. They're, they're flares in the in the away end. Yeah, um, yeah. Ben's got a picture, and there's like we know when you come into the actual seats, it's like it's just like a, like a concrete tunnel. Um, 
which then you go up the steps and then there's like a little land and you go to your seat. There was about four blokes with flares and there's men standing in front of them. You could just see the silhouettes of these away fans. And I just remember looking, all the lights in the stadium off because they do like a light show before. Looking over and just being like, oh my God, <laughs> I don't want to cross path with these blokes after the game. That was, and they were, they were singing all game. So fair play to them. Um, Bournemouth for pretty poor this season at home. As away fans, I'm not going to lie. Um, pretty boring game, to be fair. There was nothing for them to get that excited about. Yeah. Not fair enough. I think the Are worst they? fans are... Oh, go on, Ollie. Oh, go sorry, on. sorry, sorry. Carry on. <laughs> um, the worst fans I've ever come across by an absolute, like, country mile, and I've got to say this quietly because my roommate supports them, but it's Manchester City. By an absolute mile. It's not even close. Not, like, not even close. Manchester City by a mile. The best fans, um, I thought Everton's away support was quite good. But then again, every away support at the London Stadium sounds good because it's just, they always seem to manage to, I don't know, out-sing out the West Ham fans. But I think Everton's away support was good. Blackburn's away support was really good last week. Um, I think Leeds have got quite a good away support. But yeah, Manchester City by a mile were the worst, or the worst fans I've, I've ever come across. Well, it's funny to say, I've actually been to the Etihad. Yeah. You know, I, I, I rate grams on my blog, and I rate it on atmosphere. Yeah. And uh, the Etihad's, I gave it one out of ten. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to come across as bitter, you know, having links to Liverpool, but... Yeah. It, it really was like being at a theatre. Like, yeah. Uh, clap, standard ovation, cheer. I mean, you just sat there. And the, the games, it's a training exercise. You know, they're playing Southampton in the League Cup a couple of years ago. They, this is off the back of a 9 0 Southampton next game away at City. It, it, it's rubbish. Yeah. Have a it's bit like of they've passion. Just, yeah, it's like they've just become desensitised because of all the money they spend. I don't know, it's odd. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm sure there's a lot of passionate Manchester City fans out there, but yeah, yeah it's, it's weird. It's really weird. Absolutely. Ollie? What about you, mate? Uh, I just have to agree with Gus on the City being the worst. I mean, I went to the um, West Ham City at home this this season. And, yeah, I mean, Haaland scoring, you just heard a slight little ripple. It's pretty much just like they expected him to score. So, it's nothing special to celebrate about. Um, I mean, I, I can't comment on every single game because I don't get the chance to go to all of them. But I think, yeah, City, I think Watford last season at home weren't great. I mean... They didn't have much to, to fight for either because they were in a relegation battle. But you thought, at least get behind the team. But I just, again, you heard nothing. But I think just based on what I've seen, I didn't go to the game, but I think I tend to agree with Joe. Just from what I've seen, photos, videos, what I've heard people say, it has to be Andalette at home. Uh, when Andalette fans are away, they seem to be the best. But just glad I didn't get the, the chance to see it in person. But yeah, it's one that I definitely sort of wish I could. But I didn't get a chance. Fair play. And let's finish with the Arsenal. Sam, what about you, mate? <laughs> uh, this season in Europe, both Zurich and Bodo Glimpse fans were jumping for the whole 90 minutes. No matter what the result was, they were consistently going. And the last game, last game was Zurich. They must have had about 70 or 80 flares just that they let off throughout the game. So we just sat there going, stewards did a really good job. Stewards did a really good 
uh, the people in club level above the away fans couldn't see because it, it was just thick smoke. Couldn't see any of the game. But I do have to agree with Gus. Leeds have usually got a very good away support. That's that's predominantly true. And going purely off of this season, with who I've seen at the Emirates, I'm going to have to go with Spurs. I know they were... <laughs> and Yeah, I've, I've said it. I will die on this hill. I know they were losing 3-1 away at a North London derby, but you look at the 75th minute, less than a 1,000 people in that away section. That's that's all I'll say on the topic. Yeah, that's all I'll say on the topic. Never leave a game early. No. Ever. Never leave a game early. No, what you're going to miss. The one thing, one thing, um, I, I, when I go West Ham, I go with my dad, my granddad and Benj. And um, we never, ever leave early. I think my granddad left one game early and uh, my dad didn't speak to him for a couple of weeks because <laughs> he said, why not? You paid for the whole game. Why did you leave in the 85th minute? You're not going to, you don't save much time, really. I don't think, but. Oh. And you think as well that Tottenham fans would have learned a lesson because there was one year sorry to bring it up Sam but I will yep. Yep. <laughs> where Arsenal were winning 4-2 Jermaine yep. Genius scores to make it 4-3 and then Modric has a shot it's the post Lennon scores it's 4-4 and, and again there weren't that many Tottenham fans in the away but the ones that were well I bet they have a story to tell yeah so Lanzini against Tottenham as well when we played him. Yeah. He scored that rocket. Mm. That was a huge goal. 3 0 down as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember watching all of the Spurs fans' reactions on Twitter to that goal. Unbelievable, mate. <laughs> Iconic. I don't want to know. Right, so we'll ask the question that we ask everybody. We like to sum up football. In three words, what would it be and why? So three separate words or a three-word phrase. Who's going to go first? Gus, you look like you're raring to go. Yeah, I was thinking. I was actually, I was thinking. Okay, I've, I've got one available. Go on. Go on then. Neil Warnock's game. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Absolutely love that. Oh. Neil Warnock's game. Yeah, to be honest, I don't think that's going to be beaten that class. Um, <laughs> We're playing Leeds tomorrow. We've got a gig in Leeds. And we saw that he's doing some live dates. So we asked our manager sort of half-heartedly. We're like, do you fancy driving us up to Scarborough the day after we play Leeds so we can go and watch Neil Warnock live? And he was like, no. <laughs> that man is an icon. Absolute icon. Um... <laughs> So the Hammers boys, what have you got? Um, Ollie, you go for me. I'm still, I'm still thinking. Uh, I don't know. I, the three words I'd go with, and I don't want this to sound wet or anything, but this is generally the first three words I came up with was a captivating roller coaster. <laughs> and my reasons for that are that oh. I, I don't know if I'm looking at this way too literally, but. I think it's amazing how um, 
<laughs> it's amazing how football is such like a common ground for everyone. And although it's constantly seems to be up and down all the time, certainly as a wet well, recently it's gone a bit more up and down for West for West Ham fans, but you still you still stick with it and yeah, it's just such like a a common ground for everyone. So yeah. It's a very good one. A very informative one though. I like that one. Yeah. Joe, do you regret not going first? Um <laughs> yeah, I've done. No, I've got three. Um culture. Um obviously even visiting other clubs in England, you can you see different things and yeah. and how it and how that how football is. I mean, I think Northern Northern is it's much it's much more intense. Um family, I've put I mean, I go to football with my family. But um, it's like your football club is like one big family because you're all you're all sort of going for the same thing and all and all want the same outcome. Um, and then finally, I, I've, uh, my final word is religion. Um, I mean, some people are very, very, very much religion related when it comes to football and how and certain players they may think is as a god. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's it's one of those things that. You follow it, don't you? And you and you so you go to church or wherever once a week. People go to the football once a week, and 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 that's your thing. So I think that was a an appropriate word. But yeah, most of my three not as good as Sam. But there we go. Culture, family, religion. Have we got our best till last, Ollie? Uh, I'm going to go on trend at the moment. Faith in Moyes <laughs> because he's pulled us out of the dark. Once too many times, so I'm going to have faith in Moyes, and that's where I'm going to leave that. <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> right, lads, thanks, thanks a billion for coming on. We've just got one last question for all of you. Where next for locking? Um, just keep doing what we're doing, I suppose. I mean, writing more songs, um, playing as many gigs as we can. And obviously, along the way, hopefully, we'll get opportunities like playing on Soccer AM. Um, but I suppose the main thing is to just in, in, enjoy what we're doing because obviously we're in a, in a lucky position that we've got, we've had, or hopefully we'll have some of the opportunities. Um, and yeah, uh, the only way is up. So yeah, we, we've got our, our new single "Sweet Love" is out at midnight, so you can stream that anywhere. We've got couple of gig we've got a tour so we've got Leeds tomorrow we've got Manchester on the 2nd of December Brighton on the 3rd Liverpool on the 10th and then we've just recently announced our biggest ever gig we're playing the garage in London on April the 8th and tickets are available for all of those so fancy coming along stop by well Amy darling if you're watching you said to us let's find a date to watch the Women's Super League well, I'm saying to you now, if you're watching, let's find a date to watch these guys. This is going to be something special, I'm sure. But lads, thanks a million for coming on. And, thank, you, um, thank you for having us. Thank you, mate. We're going to see you okay. in London sometime. Hopefully we can uh, get a ticket and watch West Ham or Arsenal. Um, <laughs> something that was through grounds per on a personal level. But no, lads, I'd love to come and see you live one day. And I'd love to come and, see you, come and meet you in person as well. So thanks a million. Thank, thank you very much for having us. Thank you for having us. Guys, this has been the Fan of Fan Podcast. We'll see you next time.